queen. You are mad. Giving me a palace. It is a monstrous extravagance, Mrs. Molly. We are at war. We won! Oh, it is not over. We must continue. Oh! Oh, I did not know that. The queen is an extraordinary person. They were all staring, weren't they? I can tell even if I can't see, and I heard the word fat. Fat Anne. and ugly. No one but me would dare, and I did not. She's been stalked by tragedy. Everyone leaves me. Dies. I apologize for my appearance. I hoped I might be employed here by you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today we are discussing The Favorite, directed by Yorgos Lanthimos. Written by uh, Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara. Yorgos Lanthimos is most recently known uh, for directing... Indie style movies recently, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, The Lobster, Dogtooth, and a couple other movies that uh, are, I believe, Greek-based. Um, he's a Greek director, and I think this is probably one of uh, what people are saying. This is one of his most accessible movies, as in, if you've ever seen an indie movie, they can be... Uh, a lif- uh, they can be paced a little differently. They're uh, funded differently. They're not as marketed um, as uh, a big budget action movie or something like that. So I think the favorite, without a doubt, it's a loose biography, comedy, drama, history style movie. It's uh, it's kind of like Downton Abbey with I'd say a, a 50 to 100 million dollar budget. I think it's a beautiful film. It's shot uh, amazingly. It's almost always in wide lens. There's not too many close-ups on the characters, so you're constantly seeing the grand landscapes that are surrounding them the 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 walls that are covered in art that is just uh showing their extravagance how much wealth uh, they've accumulated up to uh, that point but um yeah so let me go through the synopsis real quick in early 18th century a frail queen anne occupies the throne and her close friend lady sarah governs the country in her stead When a new servant, Abigail, arrives, her charm endears her to Sarah. So, the main, the main event, why everyone's here wondering what the favorite is. The favorite is, is, is this new servant coming in and ruining the hierarchy between Rachel Vice's character, Lady Sarah, and the Queen, Queen Anne, played by Olivia Coleman. And the new servant is played by Abigail, is Abigail, played by Emma Stone. And all three of these, uh, of these actresses are absolutely stunning in this movie. If you have any interest in, like, 18th, sty- 18th century, kind of Victorian-style England, 
um, Downton Abbey style. Um, but instead of like punching people, it's hitting people with verbal jabs. I mean, it is slam dunks when it comes into the, uh, the writing for this, for this, um, for this movie. I thought, um, the first 10 minutes I was kind of iffy on it a little bit and I was like, what is going to happen? But once you realize, once the narrative starts to unfold and you see the power dynamic from Queen Anne and you see Rachel Weisz's character, um, Lady Sarah, the, I, I believe she's a duchess, um, she is, it's all about political influence and leverage and getting the upper hand within, um, within, uh, you know, obtaining the throne kind of thing. And if you are relatively interested into, uh, you know, Game of Thrones style, um, um, political um, anarchy, um, I think that this is the kind of movie that you're going to be looking for. Um, it's not for everyone, particularly because the style of um, filmmaking is just kind of a little off the wall. I mean, if you've seen any of the uh, Killing of the Sacred Deer, I, which I have not seen yet, I have seen The Lobster, which was kind of a little off the wall. Um, this is also shot a little bit differently, is what I'd say, from kind of like, um, like I said, it's a lot of um, wide, wide lenses. Occasionally there was, um, it feels like they're using like a GoPro with the fisheye lens. And if it, you know that it kind of, um, kind of makes you, it kind of puts you in the room with these people, in my opinion. And, uh, the direction in this is, uh, very specific to, um, showing, like I said, grand scale and showing power dynamics and, the camera work is very, very uh, slick in this, and you can tell that he's he's good behind the camera. Um, all the performances, like I said, by the uh, these actresses and Nicholas Holt, um, they are they're excellent. I I think I can't pick a, a the top actress or top actor in this um, category because they're all so good. I mean, you start. You, you're obviously rooting for the underdog, which is um, Emma Stone and her getting integrated into the uh, into the hierarchy of uh, you know, of the Queen's palace, and um, and yeah, it, you you you're going along this journey, but you also are kind of going flip flopped back and forth with with who you're rooting for, who you feel sorry for, like who, what exactly um, is the narrative, and so. Um, let me think the, um, sound design and music is exceptional on this. I trying to place it to maybe it's almost like thriller slash, um, horror style, um, uh, compositions when it comes to the music. I thought the, um, the way it was directed and the way the sound was, you know, mixed together really worked. So from a technical perspective, I think this is going to be really good for someone that enjoys cinema, someone that enjoys um, Yorgos Lanthimos' work. I think this is obviously probably one that you could sit down and watch with uh, a, a variety of people, not just like movie lovers. Um, but 
I would say it's at a runtime of about a little shy of two hours. It's about hour 55 or something like that. I honestly think it could have been probably an hour 40 or so like that. Um, I was never bored through any of it because the writing is so um, dynamic. It's so like on the ball. It's like everyone's always throwing haymakers when it comes to uh, the verbal cues that, that are happening because someone's always trying to get the upper hand. Um, and there's obviously, um, metaphor when it comes to the animals, just as in a lot of his, uh, a lot of his movies. Um, I'm not sure if I a hundred percent understood the metaphor, but I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit more in, uh, spoiler in the spoiler section. So let's go ahead and hop into the spoiler section. Anyone that hasn't seen this, doesn't want to know, you know, what, what the ending is turns out like uh you know pause come back thank you for listening and let's jump into the spoiler section for the favorite um i'm kind of disappointed i couldn't get kelly to watch this i'm gonna try to see if she will um i know she would probably benefit from this because she's seen all see all uh i think was it five or six seasons of um, Downton Abbey and there's going to be a movie about it so it's going to be really cool to see these comparisons um, I know that that movie has been announced I don't know exactly when um, hopefully we'll be able to do a quick cast on that as well because we've seen all seasons so in the favorite um, the the power dynamics are so um, so stark i would say they they happen so quickly and i'd say that's my biggest um complaint about the movie and it almost once it hits the one hour mark you realize that um you know uh by that point you've seen at the 30 minute mark it was uh, rachel vice and uh the queen are having uh somewhat it's not really an affair they're more they're having a relationship and by the hour mark emma emma stone has um abigail's character has wiggled her way into the queen's chambers and by that point i was literally like oh my lanta i was like this is insane and on top of all that we've had all this craziness with um these other two uh other two guys, Nicholas Holt's character and um, this one scene with, um, I can't find the other guy, um, the guy she ends up, she ends up marrying, um, I'll see if I can't find, Lord Marlborough, I believe, no, no, that's not him, um, anyways, but the the guy she ends up falling for, I thought was, uh, he, he was well cast as well, and there's a scene between Emma Stone's character and this other guy, um, I honestly can't find his name, I don't know, um, uh, but, um, they, they're following each other in the woods, kind of, they're, they're, they're tossing around, and the way it's shot, it feels like you're almost one of them, or you're, you're in there with them. And it's really well directed, and I thought the the writing's funny. Just when it comes down to um, how you think Emma Stone's character Abigail is gonna give in to uh, 
to this guy to you know to have sex or something like that and it, it's like almost every time she's about to she just like kicks him straight in the nuts or something like that and you, it's like oh damn and there's always like this movie always has like verbal jabs if not real jabs coming at you and that's what kind of keeps you on your toes and that's why i really liked it there was one or two things about the chat the way the chapters were laid out i loved how the titles were were um were placed it was almost like how they talked it was like i'm dazed and confused or some shit like that you know where it's like keep the mask on or i don't, I don't remember exactly what it said but the way the the letters were placed it would be almost the way you would say it if you were from um 18th century england the only thing about the chapters that was kind of uh, annoying to me was the fact that there were so many i think there was like four to six at least and i started to lose count and it started to feel like i was like okay just come on come on come on come on i was like i understand that there's supposed to be like different ones every time but i was like come on um there's like two or three scenes in one chapter and they're not long scenes in the middle and it feels like all right it's chapter two chapter three chapter four and it's like okay i understand the progression of time is supposed to happen between these chapters but it was kind of um confusing to under uh confusing to understand where we were on the timeline with the exception of maybe a character saying something about it or um looking at the state of the uh of the queen because she was always deteriorating in in health um so since we're in the spoiler section um i would admit i was kind of um underwhelmed by the last 10 minutes i thought it was really well acted um there, there was nothing from the technical perspective about it i just thought that we were missing like five minutes of the movie of rachel vice coming back whooping some ass or doing something planting some seeds i kind of wanted just a little bit more of uh retaliation from rachel vice's character and on top of that i thought the power dynamic once you learn who the favorite is it's uh emma stone at the uh, toward the end but you see she's about to crush one of one of the rabbits and the rabbit is i'm assuming supposed to be lady sarah um rachel, rachel vice's character and um i it seems a little on the nose considering how they were they were you know every time lady sarah and abigail would go out shooting that you know lady sarah would always hit the mark and then abigail would miss until almost the very end and she would get slowly get better and pretty much throughout the whole movie she was slowly hitting her mark a little bit better but she became kind of an asshole toward the end and i was just like i'm not sure about all this you know um norm at first we were uh rooting for her and now we just almost can't stand her and she's crushing rabbits and whatnot and it's like um you see in um, Olivia Coleman's eyes, uh, the, just the transformation, and I think in like two or three scenes, um, one in the dancing scene, the crazy ballroom dancing scene, she's like, stop! She's like, stop the madness, this is ridiculous, this is, <laughs> and, uh, and then at the very end, I was expecting Emma Stone to get some, like, bludgeon to the head or something like that, I was like, this queen is about to lose her shit. At one point, she was, I think, about to commit suicide, and Rachel Vice had to had to uh, Lady Sarah had to take her. Uh, she had to talk her off the ledge. So I like, I was like, oh my lanta! Like, 
we don't know exactly what could happen. So at the very end, I felt a little underwhelmed, one by Nicholas Holt's character, because he didn't really get a last say, and there was no really big triumphant scene, or it's not like he needed that, but I kind of wanted just more of a resolute scene, and uh, it kind of, uh, I, I kind of felt like he didn't know how to end it at the very end, like, uh, you know, this, you know, she's got the one up, now she's got the one up, now he, she, now the queen's got the one up, now Nicholas Holt's character's got the one up, it's like, it, it, the ball gets passed so many different times of, uh, you know, the, the power dynamic, that it, I kind of felt like, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos didn't know what to do with it ultimately and they, he kind of just blended them all together literally with this cross stitch of transitions of all of these characters Emma Stone's rubbing the leg of the queen while the the queen's just standing there just looking um honestly beat she just looks absolutely beat and um I think some of these are um oh, oh, we also have the rabbits that are going over over the faces of these at the very end and i'm like okay i kind of understand and it and it kind of disappears into nothing and i i as a viewer and a as a, I'd say a common movie viewer i don't really understand it to be honest i mean i i kind of thought that it was supposed to represent maybe her children or her influence or or power dynamic but or, or i i can't say for sure and i am still listening to podcasts that might give me more insight i might be able to jump back in check the show notes i'll probably add some more information if i can find some um regarding the rabbits or just general information about the movie that i didn't cover um right here right now um there there, there seems to be a lot probably in the background that i probably didn't get i know this is loosely based off of uh real people in the 18th century so i'm just i was like whoa holy shit i know this is uh kind of like written in a, a different style kind of a more quick style uh quick style um storytelling but um i i honestly really enjoyed it i don't know if it's going to make my top 10 um but yeah i i i really enjoyed the uh the majority of it i i curious what people are going to think this is going to be in comparison to the social not sorry um it into uh compared to Downton Abbey I think the favorite and Downton Abbey have a lot in common um in storytelling and the way that it's written um this kind of felt like more like a, a the the first 10 minutes of Downton Abbey generally felt like um they were going to be a movie and this kind of felt like the first 10 minutes of several seasons of Downton Abbey put into two hours. And it's just like the best of the best, is what I'd say. Um, from a, a cinematography standpoint, technical standpoint, um, you know, how interesting the plot lines and narrative and writing is. It's it's all there. It's all, it's all there. Um, so, um, yeah, I thought this was more of a kind of an Aaron Sorkin um, style of writing kind of just like dun, dun, dun. oh yeah well you're this oh yeah well you're this oh yeah well i got one of these i got one of these oh yeah well, i'm just sleeping with the queen it's like damn so um yeah i hope y'all enjoyed this uh podcast this is a little bit later than i would have liked to have gotten it out i um trying to get all my top 10 round up to make sure that 
Um, I, I've, I've seen some of the best of the best that people are putting on all of their, um, all of their top 10. I want to still see blind spotting and first man as well, but currently we have, um, the Titans DC show, um, bird box, black mirror, bandersnatch, Roma on Netflix, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the Logan Noir, um, it's the Wolverine, one of the last Wolverine movies, but uh, it's in black and white, and I'll give you my impressions on that. Um, check that podcast out. Um, we also have um, American Vandal. I also saw Overlord, and we're also covering a couple video games, Red Dead Redemption, and if you've ever heard of Fortnite, the Fortnite sensation, um, be sure to check out those podcasts. Thank you for rate sharing and subscribing all the time on the lucky dog podcast we can't do this without you yeah and i appreciate it um take it easy control of my circumstance i'm on my side always favor is a breeze that shifts direction all the time then in an instant you're back sleeping with a bunch of scabrous whores as it turns out i'm capable of much unpleasantness <laughs> by and let you destroy me. <laughs> you are enjoying all of this, aren't you? <laughs> oh, it is fun to be queen sometimes. If you do not go, I will start kicking you. And I will not stop. My dear friend, how good to see you've returned from hell. I'm sure you shall pass through it one day.